we put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Hey, you're listening to the Swamoto Podcast presented by our friends at Fly Racing. I'm Don Maeda, and I've got uh, my pal Brock Tickle on the phone. And uh, take you're in North Carolina, right? Yep. <laughs> so uh, the big day, I think, is what, uh, 10 days away from now? Yeah, it's not too much longer, obviously. Um, over the past, like, five, six weeks, it's gone by pretty quick. Yeah. Um, after New Year's and whatnot, I've been pretty busy. Obviously, training and getting some time in moto-wise and riding-wise. So, um, yeah, I'm excited and I'm looking forward to to the comeback. I'm trying to stay, um, trying not to get nervous and whatnot and just try to enjoy it. And I think that's the main thing I'm going to focus on Yeah, um, <laughs> at the first race. That was actually my next question is like, are you getting nervous? Like, yeah, like, I mean, like, do you have those like tingly feelings? Like you can't wait because it's like you know kid on christmas as it's getting closer yes i'm getting more i don't know i'm getting more excited obviously as it gets closer um i want it to be excited nervous and not put too much pressure on myself um obviously being basically two years away from my last race um i think it's like 670 something days (laughs) since i've raced so um yeah it's going to be exciting, and I think uh, I'm in a good position to to at least get things kick-started and see where I'm at, obviously. Not racing for two years, especially Supercross, it's uh, it's a big challenge, but I'm up for it. Yeah. Um, you know how they always say uh, it's hard to join a series where guys have their, their flow and, and everything going? At the same time, though, you're coming in fresh, and... Uh, you know, excited and anxious. I mean, it's only, it's going to be six rounds down, right? You're joining at round seven. So, you know, it's not like you're coming in only for the last round or something, but no, for sure. Yeah. Well, it, uh, what do you think? It's like, we're like, I know you're watching the races and everything. And I know you're, you know, thinking about the guys that you're riding with during the week and seeing how they do, but like, it's only natural to figure out where you think you're going to fit in, right? No, definitely. I feel like obviously the class is really stacked. Um, the top, I mean, everybody who makes the main is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, even the guys that don't even qualify, I think, I mean, everybody on the gate is good. So no disregard to anybody racing at all, especially in the 450 class. Um, there's, I mean, it, I think it's more stacked than whenever I was racing, and I think it's even gotten closer. Like, there are still those lead guys or whatnot, the top five, six that can win, I feel like, um, maybe even seven. So just depending on the night. Um, but as the series this year started, it's it's it seems like there's three to four, and I think there's a couple guys maybe on their way up to winning. I would say Coop's on his way in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, after the result last weekend and the solid ride. I mean, there wasn't much other than on the last lap they showed of him, but he was there the whole time. Yeah. Um, and you never know with Tomac, like he put on a good show last weekend and kind of has been laid back and Kenny's been really good. So, and then AC, obviously, if I think if he clicks everything off together, like, mm-hmm. If everybody's together and everybody's on their A game up front, it's going to be close racing. And obviously, me being away for two years, I don't expect myself to go out there and be in the mix with those guys. But the goal for me, I think number one goal is to be up front in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, or at least at least get good starts and be in the mix and yeah. go from there because that's been my weakness in my career past in the past. So mm-hmm. for me the goal going forward is good starts and try to multiply off of that 
And I know once I start clicking and getting back my race craft, I would say, I think I'll learn a lot and hopefully a couple races go by and then things start clicking um, really smooth for me and confidence goes up and I'm, I'm back in the mix. Where do you feel your fitness is right now? I mean, cause I mean, obviously I've spent plenty of time with you on bicycles and stuff. And to me, you're, <laughs> you're a machine, right? But like for racing and stuff, uh, are you there or do you need to actually get in the mix and race and push yourself? No, I, do. I mean, yeah, obviously off the bike and whatnot. I've done a lot of training over the last two years. Um, obviously I've slowed down on that a little bit because I'm back on the bike, but, um, you can't replace race fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, I mean, you can do motos with guys at the track and I have in the past, but, um, and it does benefit you. Um, I've had a little bit of that during my prep. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm just trying to come in. I don't want to be overtrained um, too much. I'd rather suffer a little bit and fight through it to mm-hmm. gain that race fitness back a little bit instead of try to hammer myself too, too much yeah. due to the timing um, that I have now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now I have what I have. So um, just go. I think. I think obviously it comes down to nerves as well. Um, when it comes to race shape, like, and maybe viewers or listeners don't maybe understand that as much. Um, but when you're in it, like you could be the best shape guy on the track and whatnot, but there's so many variables that go into play that, that maybe don't get included. Mm -hmm. Um, what you uh, you know what i mean all the stress you go through during normal week whatever the how you handle stress all the above like and how you start how you how your day's been like there's so many different variables and i think um since i've been on the outside i've seen that more and more Mm -hmm. um over the last two years so for me uh the goal is to be relaxed and i know if i'm relaxed and at least you know what i mean hitting my marks and focusing on me I'll be the best I can be. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to be down to. I think, like I said, there's just so many variables when it comes to being good on race day and performing at your highest. Okay. Well, Hey, so I know there's some, uh, recent developments, but let's, let's address those after the commercial break. So backing up a little bit, you know, it's time to put your, you know, your own personal team effort together. So you got together with the AEO Power Sports guys, Jeremy, down at that shop and uh, built up a pretty tangy Husqvarna FC450 with the help of uh, Jamie Ellis at Twisted and, you know, the suspension department down there. Um, what was that process like for you and, and what led you to choose the bike and the partners that you had? Yeah, I was on obviously a KTM um, when I got suspended, um, through the whole year, uh, th- through the whole, uh, time I was, well, I'm still suspended right now, but <laughs> the whole time I was, I was riding, I was riding a KTM, um, and Mark Johnson from REP had his own business. He was doing my suspension basically on the side. And then he partnered with, um, Jeremy over at AEO. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of went from there kind of a little bit of communication here and there about helping me out this and that. And then obviously I wasn't going to sit back and like hope for a filling ride. Like I wanted to be ready. And the only way I felt like to do that was to start planning to show up on my own. Mm-hmm. So for me, it kind of put together the best I could. It was a little late for doing it for budgets for a normal, for our normal industry. Um, which I probably should have started a little earlier, which I learned from that, um, for the next go around, if that's an option that I decide to do. Um, but yeah, we had a good, we, we have, the bike was good. Um, Jamie did an awesome job on the engine. Mark did a good job with the suspension. I got help through, kind of through Husky, through the dealer, mm-hmm. but it was ultimately Jeremy who took um, took the swing at it for me. Um, so, yeah, without without all that, I couldn't, I don't think I wouldn't be 
um, as far along prep wise as yeah. what I what I could be. So or when what you I, uh, what I was, you had a KTM to ride um, while you were suspended. Um, yep. Was that somebody at KTM helped you out and loaned you your bike? Yeah. So um, the first one I got was kind of through um, the production side of things, mm-hmm. uh, the production testing side of things. Um, and then uh, the second one was through TK mm-hmm. at TLD team. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of people obviously helping me out throughout the whole time. Um, it was – Obviously, I had well, first bike. I put like seventy, eighty hours on it, and it got <laughs> pretty hammered. Since I was the mechanic, I'm not the best mechanic, but I I made it work and got some good time in on it. And then switched over to a new bike. Put I don't know, maybe thirty, forty hours on that bike. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe twenty five on Supercross. So yeah. I started on a KTM on Supercross, and then the Husky got finished up um, right before Christmas, basically, and rode the Husky um until about a week and a half ago Mm -hmm. so was there a point after uh after you got suspended that you were just like over it i mean was it hard to keep riding and and find the the drive and the desire to go out and pound motos and stay in shape and train i wouldn't say to train i would say to ride yes because there's a lot of effort that goes into to riding at a top level yeah all the time and that includes training riding you know what i mean it includes everything i feel like it's a focus you have to have and there needs to be a goal and the part where i struggled was um whenever it ended up being the date that it was mm-hmm. it kind of gave me a time frame you know what i mean yeah and I felt like before the time frame was given to me, I feel like I had a a sense that it could be that at one point I could have raced outdoors because me and you obviously spoke about putting something together for outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, just not knowing kind of kept me on my toes. Yeah. And then when I knew, it kind of took me a little bit of time to get refocused and make a plan for for what was next mm-hmm. so the not knowing i'm honestly i feel like kept me going yeah. so if that's i mean if i look at the positive of not knowing it's what <laughs> kept me going and yeah. um kept me training and i think if that wouldn't have happened like if 22 months would have got issued within a month of my suspension i don't know if we would be talking right now about me racing supercross yeah i feel like maybe there would have been obviously a different thought process on the whole thing um Mm -hmm. for me but the not knowing kept me training kept me doing my normal routine as if i was racing because i wanted when it was time to come back and i was obviously hoping for the best and it wasn't necessarily the best so i had to reset and get a plan together and once i had to plan together then try to put obviously put the aeo thing together on my own with a couple people helping mm-hmm. um and whatnot so it's been good so far um yeah and i'm i'm excited obviously it's like you said 10 days away and i got press day so i can let out some jitters then and then <laughs> uh then we'll be ready for saturday yeah hey was there a point though during all that when you well i mean i yeah i know that there was a couple of days at least when you thought you were going to just hang it up right I mean, I just, there was so much hope in the, in a lot of different instances throughout the whole communication thing where I got let down. Yeah. And it honestly, it, it ate me up a little bit, to be honest, because it was kind of like, well, what's next? You could only, I, I was being, obviously I needed to be a little bit less negative, but it was hard not to be. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, but, um, I would say, oh, it's, you know what I mean? I would stay positive as much as I could. And then I had a backbone of being positive, but there was obviously times whenever it wasn't easy. Yeah. 
What, uh, because <laughs> do you remember that time when you're all, yeah, I think I'm done. And then yep. I talked to you a couple days later and you're all, I'm not done. I still got it, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's the, <laughs> the problem is, yeah. See, that's, that's when I wasn't riding. Yeah. And I wasn't on the, that's what I mean, like to become or to be top in this, in this sport. You can't stop. Mm hmm. I mean, you can and do it, but mentally you lose confidence on your riding. I, or at least I did. And that's kind of where I was at whenever that came out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. I didn't ride for a while. Um, took some time off, which I think now is a good thing. Um, no injuries over the last, under the whole suspension, no injuries at all. Yeah. So, um, from that aspect, I would say I'm positive. Mm -hmm. I'm 30 years old, but racing wise, I'm only 28. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I can race as a 28 year old, I would say. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the break, if nothing else, it was a time for you to heal and get 100%, you know, uninjured, right? I mean, this sport's brutal. You know, yeah. you've, you've crashed many times just doing it for doing it on fun for the side and doing what you do. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. not crashing is part of the game and it happens. So, um, even with all the practicing I've done, I've been pretty lucky, um, to not have too many falls and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like I'm back in the swing of things already though. It's kind of, kind of weird, like flashing back right now. It's like, that's all just a blur now. It's full, like it's, my focus has shifted a lot in the last, since the new year, like, like it's coming and I got to be ready. Mm -hmm. So, and that's the step there for me was mentally like it wasn't necessarily physically. Um, it's more mentally, emotionally, you have to be in it. Mm -hmm. And if you're not in it, then it's not really, obviously it's not worth it. Yeah. All right. It's funny because I don't even think of this anymore. Um, but any closure on your side? Like if you figured out how was it, is it methylhexamine four or something or, but I mean, yeah, how, it's five methylhexamine. How, how did, <laughs> how did that, uh, you know, I mean, what what have you decided on uh, the cause of it? How do I you mean, in your... from my side, I don't have concrete. I don't have concrete evidence, and I couldn't represent with concrete evidence where it came from and why. And that's that's how it stands. I mean, that's just what it is, and that's why I got sentenced. What I got sentenced, mm -hmm. um, I believe, obviously it came from something i took mm -hmm. obviously not on not on the form of trying to have an upper hand on the athletes or the guys i'm racing um but i believe it had to have come from cross-contamination of some sort of from one of the things i was taking yeah and obviously doing more reading and dealing with this um over the last yeah it's 20 months about right now so 21 months so it's it's an eye opener to the supplement world to be honest mm -hmm. um and i think with usada involved um in supercross now i think that's a positive thing i i do believe it would be better if something does come up for an athlete in our sport um so maybe there is a little bit of change there that's for the better um for myself i just think it's I just got dealt the cards and it is what it is. Mm -hmm. I I did as much research as I could to find it and I wasn't going to there obviously was a sense and a thought of saying I took something. Mm -hmm. You to know, get, it, to get lesser sentence and I honestly as a person could not pull the trigger on doing that. Yeah. I mean, it was a thought because it would have gave me a lesser sentence. Yeah. But you know, the, the funny thing about it all is, is the type of substance it was, it, you know, it wouldn't have really been beneficial for an endurance athlete, like a motocrosser. And I've said to, you know, everyone that's ever asked me like, dude, 
fitness is not a weakness in Tickle's wheelhouse, you know? It's like you didn't need to cheat to become more fit or, you know, uh, to to last longer or sprint better, right? It's like that's never been a weak point for you. Yeah, and I, I, that's what I – it's just tough for me to, to understand, um, especially hearing – from other doctors that obviously that I talked to during the suspension that the compound really doesn't benefit. It's like a caffeine, but it really doesn't, it's not really a, it's not a performance enhancing mm-hmm. ingredient or compound and it actually restricts your blood flow and causes pump. So, mm-hmm. um, it's a vasodilator, so it's kind of conflicting, but it is on the protocol <laughs> And it was in my system, so oh, yeah. that's it is a tough one to um, to understand. Yeah. I think from from the outside looking in, it's just like kind of like a like I said, I got dealt the cards, and from <laughs> my side, it is what it is at this point. <laughs> what was your uh, reaction uh, to seeing Christian's uh, sentence shortened the way it was? Mm. I mean, I had mixed emotions about it, obviously. I mean, I'll be honest. Yeah. I mean, nothing against him or, or, or what, what he had to do, what he did to do to get what he did. You know what I mean? To get things sorted the way he did. Nothing against that. It's just, it's proof that I feel like there's black, white, and gray. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the way his case was handled, not from his side, from the other side, I I feel like shows how it works. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I and remember that's when his... I can take from it. <laughs> yeah, because didn't he? Uh, I'm sure he reached out to you. I mean, actually, I know he does. You guys talked a bit when his uh, his first came to light, right? Well, yeah, he. I actually saw something. Actually. Social oh, that, media wise, yeah, that, that Instagram thing that we saw. Yeah, I sent it to you. I remember, and then you said you should maybe text him or whatever. And yeah, I texted him, and I think he was caught in the moment, and I don't think he really wanted to let anyone know, which I totally understand. He mm-hmm. told me that must be fake, and then before you know it, it's it's on the internet. Yeah, um, that they released it, but I that like I said, I understand that as from from his side because i was in it too because mm-hmm. but mine was a little different yeah um from that side it was immediately there was no there was no way for me to race yeah i showed up for press day for minneapolis and tried to even go out for that and i was shut down so yeah. there was no communication that could have been done that would have got me on the track so okay so uh fans Fans have been pretty supportive of you, of you through all this, correct? Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's another positive um, thing to the whole cause. Like coming back, I feel like I have a lot of support from obviously friends, family, and and peers that are close, but people that just been practical fans from from two thousand seven on, mm-hmm. or even prior. Um, me as an amateur or whatnot. Um, yeah, it's been. It's been pretty cool. Uh, most comments I've, I've read. I mean, I'm I'm not one of those guys that goes searching for negative comments, but from from what I've seen from from any post over over the suspension, it's been uh, majority, probably ninety percent positive. Yeah, and obviously, <laughs> have you had to deal closer. with? <laughs> have you had to deal with any like <laughs> social media bandits just riddling riddling you with? Asshole I mean, I've seen, I've seen a couple, but I've learned to, um, let that blow over the, the <laughs> left or right shoulder. Yeah. Um, that, that started just cause I mean, over, you know, over the last 10 years, like forms and those type of things have been pretty big. Yeah. Um, and a lot of stuff gets said on there and I've read too much negative stuff to believe it's something I should be reading. So, <laughs> yeah. so that's for the keyboard warriors to take over and 
uh, have fun with, I guess, and yeah. for myself and not to even worry about. Yeah. I think through it all, you've, you've maintained a good sense of humor about it all. Um, I mean, I think it's pretty comical. I mean, not even just my case or just anything. Um, any adversity on the racing side, no matter what, <laughs> on form-wise or Instagram, social media-wise, there's always comments that obviously are pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> just the I way know. they're people see things and from the outside you know you get oh, yeah. it because you're yeah. around enough you're, you're in the inside it's some of the comments are like completely absurd to anything that's going on mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so the uh the sense of humor i was referring to is like remember that day uh we were climbing mount baldy on our road bikes and we were talking yep and i was in first gear and i was dying but i was still able to talk right so we're yep. we're rapping <laughs> like, dude, you're hating it, huh? What's your heart rate? <laughs> yeah, I was dripping sweat, and I'm like, oh, it's like 170, and I think yours was 100 or something. And you're like, yeah, no, I. <laughs> and you're all methylhexamine, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, that's been kind of. A, I mean, at this point, you might as well make some humor about it. To be honest, I'd say that every once in a while. Yeah. Whenever somebody says something like, dang, you need to chill out <laughs> or you're, you're, I don't know, whatever yeah. you're killing it. And I said, Oh no, it's just the methylhexamine kicking in. <laughs> oh, so. man. All right. So, uh, so Hey, getting back to the whole, the, the AEO bike and effort that you put together, I think yep. you told me at one point that that Husky was so dialed and so good for you that you felt better on it than you ever had on did on your previous bike right yeah obviously with mark being at ktm and wp for a long time um obviously knows a lot about the wp stuff and the chassis and this and that and knows a lot of comments him and i became close over because he left ktm at the end of the year that i got suspended 2018 um yeah we we became close and I told him my thoughts looking back and reminiscing on on where I could have been better at KTM and um yeah we got a obviously a bunch of notes and thoughts and he has a bunch of thoughts as well cuz he enjoys this stuff um a lot he really really is in tune with what's going on and wants to wants to give stuff a shot you know what I mean sometimes and we I mean even just from October on, I mean, I've probably had um, 15 different settings. Oh, wow. 20 different settings in, in the fork. I don't know. Maybe not that many. 15 maybe. Total all in and then shock probably. I don't know. Because I switched over from the bladder shock to the track shock at one point. Mm -hmm. And that's what, I, that's what I've been on um, up until... Um, yeah, so there was a change there for me too. Obviously things took me a minute to get used to the track shock. So we had to make some adjustments and we probably had five, six shots at that and we got it dialed. So, um, I felt really, really, I mean, as soon as we got the, the Husky within ballpark of what I thought was and where he thought was good, I feel like we kind of, I was able to hit my, do my laps and, learn the bike even more um, because obviously if you're changing stuff all the time and you're not going the right direction, it becomes a whirlwind, but mm -hmm. we were going in the right direction. So we were just feeding off of it and yeah, we made progress and I feel like I was able to ride supercross more efficiently and attack a little bit more than, than what I feel like I was able to on, on my KTM. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, hey, Brock, let's take a quick break to uh, hear from our sponsors, but we'll be back for more. What's up? This is Justin Barsha of the Monster Energy Yamaha team, and I trust the Rai helmet. I know that every helmet is handcrafted in Japan, and that the people who work at Rai are obsessed with building the best helmet they can possibly can. Staying safe is a priority for me, and this is why I choose Rai helmets. Hey, guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my Intense Primer and the thing's badass. 
for how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble, and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So, yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails, or if you want to go a bit further, longer and faster, they, they just brought out a new Taser e-bike, which is, uh, yeah, everyone's given the double thumbs up on, so head down to your local Intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at IntenseCycles.com. Check it out, guys. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey, what's up, guys? Malcolm Stewart. Worst Connection has been building a vest aluminum parts in the motocross for the last 30 years. From the awesome Pro Launch Start device and their original adjustable clutch perch assemblies, I am proud to use it on my Motoconcept Honda. Check them out at WorksConnection.com. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Vescondido Action Sports Team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Welcome back to the Swap Moto Podcast presented by Fly Racing. Uh, Don Maeda here with Brock Tickle. Um, so, uh, some developments happened. Obviously, recently, uh, Freddie Norn was injured. And uh, I know, I remember you told me right away when you got the call from JGR about filling in. And at first, it did not make sense for you. Um, how did uh, things unfold after that? I think, didn't you ride the bike right after A2 or something? Uh, I rode it before A2. Okay. Um, in the afternoon. Um, and that's, I mean, obviously I was interested in doing something, um, just, just because the goal was to get, to get back on a team ultimately. Mm -hmm. Um, but what was on the table at the time just didn't make sense logistically for me and for all my sponsors. Obviously, AEO, Twisted, Mark at RAP um, to jump ship mm-hmm. and for me to even present them something. You know what I mean? To even, I felt I didn't feel right about going that direction without more on the table. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I really didn't pursue much after I rode the bike because that's what I felt like was on the table and it wasn't going to change. And that's kind of the, the sense I got. So, pretty much just kind of not disregarded it, but I just was kind of like, I might as well just keep, keep plugging away on my own, get things, keep things going. Um, organizing stuff to drop my, all my stuff off at San Diego before the, before the old rig headed East. Mm-hmm. And on Tuesday, J bone called and pretty much, we kind of communicated that I died obviously communicate with them a little bit in between, but basically I just told them that some things on my side needed to come with me mm-hmm. to make for it to make sense. Um, in all aspects, not just, um, mostly for my side, for it to make sense for my sponsors to understand why I would want to move this direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Obviously, keeping FXR was one of the big ones. Um, and then, obviously, um, that's that's something. I have a two-year contract with them, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to, for, for a 10-race fill-in ride, I didn't really want to jump ship for, for that. And then, hey, guys, do you want to sponsor me again? <laughs> like, that's just not, that's just yeah. not how it works. Mm-hmm. So and they've been awesome to me and they've been a really great company to be part of. So I wanted to, 
obviously I'm 30 and been doing this for a while and I feel like I'm at the stage where I need to stay with the people that have been supporting me. Yeah. And that's something obviously over the last, the over the suspension that I've kind of paid attention to and felt like when it was time for me to come back to try to make that a priority. Yeah. And I mean, it's yeah, also, things. it's also pretty cool that FXR approached you and wanted to sponsor you in spite of you being suspended at the time. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it was, it just made sense. I mean, the first, I mean, we talked a little bit before the deal happened and whatnot, but, um, for me, um, yeah, to get approached without a ride, without anything intact, mm-hmm. to even know how I was getting to the races or what bike I was riding, all the above. Yeah, they they committed to sponsoring me, and that says a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't have a goggle deal done. Obviously, um, JGR has Scott, so. That mm-hmm. worked out well. Um, Alpine Stars helmet and boots, mm-hmm. and then um, Hard Luck CBD. Um, there's a couple other guys that are still, I think, on the fence. Um, SoCal Super Trucks, um, maybe to a certain extent, I can take them with me. Mm-hmm. They've helped me out tremendously over preparation, um, and I appreciate that from from all aspects as well because it got me the track got me to get some parts and pay for this and pay for that while I was preparing um so also SoCal Super Trucks is like a real sponsor that helps with things it's not just hooking up your truck no for sure they they um they helped me out a lot Mm -hmm. over from the off-season preparation it what they did for me and what they were, what they're willing to do. Um, obviously things are still up in there a little bit with them to continue, um, a hundred percent like they were going to, but, um, we're still in talks on figuring out, um, a way to make it happen. And yeah, I mean, they, they sponsor the whole Rocky mountain team with Baggett and Bogle yeah. as well. Um, and they're just, obviously they're fans of the sport and both Casey and Bill mm-hmm. like me. And it's just cool to have people like that in your yeah. corner. Well, that's cool to to hear, though, that, you know, because, you know, on the outside, you think, oh, well, they're just they're sponsored because they're putting rims and a lift kit on Tickle's truck. But they're actually contributing to your program. That That's really cool. Yeah, no, I mean, you like you said, from the outside, you don't really you just see the sticker. You're like, oh, they put wheels and tires on his yeah. truck, probably. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> it's definitely deeper than that. and. Um, majority of the people, um, Jeremy, even at AEO, um, had some people step up to the plate that, that were going to fund a lot or help contribute Mm -hmm. to get to the races. Um, so obviously I'm not using that sponsor, but like, it's cool to see that stuff fall into place that you wouldn't expect. Yeah. So was it, uh... Was it hard news to break, and how was it received uh, when you told, you know, AEO what was going on? And I have to think that going into the whole deal, they had to know that there was a very real possibility of you getting snatched up before the gate even dropped on your first race. I mean, I even told you that, right? When we were talk- yeah, I mean, I when you're talking about a sprinter, or this or that, I'm all, dude, you're gonna get a ride. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think. From from my side, that's why I said it has to make sense mm-hmm. on paper. Uh, and I presented Jeremy with everything that was on the table for me, um, and Mark and Twisted, um, the people obviously I couldn't bring with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hard for me, especially to go into Jeremy and tell him where where I was at. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was even hard for me to walk in there and do it because I felt like we have we we had a re- we had a really good thing in place. Mm-hmm. Just a, a couple of things that 
make a difference for a racer I didn't have in place. And I, I, I'll take the fault on that, obviously, financially and with the time frame I had. I, I didn't have a mechanic yet. Mm-hmm. That was signed up. I was talking to a couple people. Um, obviously, had the rig shared with Chiz. So that part was fine. But there was a lot of costs that I was going to have to pay for out of my own pocket, which is fine if that's what was if that's what was all there was but with this deal on the table um obviously switching bikes um three weeks two and a half weeks before the race i would say is the downfall Mm -hmm. and for how comfortable i felt on on my bike Mm -hmm. but with like i said with having a team behind you and a mechanic that's done this time and time again um yeah there's it just that part of it is huge for me mm-hmm. have somebody to lean on on race day it was just gonna be me and my imaginary mechanic at the time <laughs> yeah that i didn't know um yeah, chiz's dad might have had to do double duty yeah so <laughs> you know what i mean it's just it's tough to it was tough for me to present that to them because it's just i it could have been awesome Mm-hmm. Um, but it just didn't make sense, um, at the time with yeah. this on the table, obviously I would have made it happen no matter what, if this was, if, if that were out was the only thing that was there. Mm-hmm. Cause I was going to show up to Tampa and race. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, that one thing I have to say is like, I, I would have never, I don't think I would have ever set foot inside AEO power sports if it wasn't for your relationship with them but dude god damn that dealership is badass you know? no i mean i didn't i didn't i underestimated it too i mean i guess it's like a lot of things i think the the some things you just don't see and then when you see it you're like wow this is he's got it going on mm-hmm. so and i think it's huge with with him and marky uh, partnering up, um, I don't know if you've noticed, but every privateer that rides a KTM or Husky has <laughs> the suspension on their bike. Yeah, um, most of them, uh, they have Gas Monkey, I believe, the whole team, I think, too, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Twisted, obviously, everybody knows them, um, and they have a lot of people, too, as well. So I think as a privateer effort, we had the best as it gets <laughs> yeah yeah i mean jamie's unreal yep okay so at tampa if you've been living under a rock and you haven't been paying attention to this podcast i mean brock tickle is gonna show up on a jgr rmz 450 suzuki in two weeks how are things going and how are they progressing i mean because i know you're in north carolina now um only thing I know for sure is you said that the bike is getting better and better and that it's really cold. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, um, we've made gains since I rode the bike before A2 for sure. Obviously, fine-tuning it for myself. Um, it had it was cold the first week I was here, which was last week. Um, Monday and Tuesday this week were uh, really nice. Today's mm-hmm. rain, tomorrow's rain, Friday, no rain, so hopefully uh maybe get some riding in on friday and saturday if we can mm-hmm. um and then monday tuesday or monday tuesday and then thursday maybe a little and then press day on friday so yeah. um yeah i mean i have another four five times on the bike before we had we hit saturday race day so i think we still have some more ground to cover to get closer to a hundred percent for me but there's always going to be more once we go racing so i'm excited um about where i'm at i feel like this is taking a lot of pressure off me to a certain extent um i would say at the moment i'm pretty comfortable on the bike i i like all the guys um showing up to the track and not having to tighten my chain and put gas in it and change tires and 
check that top left motor mount yeah <laughs> yeah so all the above has been nice yeah um but yeah i mean it's it's been good i'm enjoying the track here being on the east coast um and the track's fun here so yeah i mean it's just counting down the days for me now i'm just going to try to make as much progress uh f- on the bike as as i can until then mm-hmm. um feel like we're in a good spot to go racing um but then again like i said it's once you go racing there's always something here and there that can be tweaked to make better and mm-hmm. that's something i feel like maybe on my side that would have been difficult on race day um to do mm-hmm. so um doing it as a privateer with what i had going on so we can have team meetings and make a plan for the week and on race day have a plan video all the above Mm -hmm. so and i can i can still improve a little bit on my riding so um yep that's kind of where i'm at okay so you spent uh plenty of time on the suzuki 450 previously uh, I know it was a different generation frame, I believe, but do you think that that helped you get on the bike and get comfortable right away? Honestly, when I hopped on it, it felt very similar. Obviously, in 2017, I pretty much knew I was getting the KTM deal mm-hmm. um, by early summer, so probably fourth, fifth round outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Suzuki and RCH obviously did they were gonna have me test the bike mm-hmm. but obviously they were still concerned if they were gonna go racing in 18 mm-hmm. um, which they didn't and JGR took over the factory um, Weimer started testing the 18 bike at around that time mm-hmm. so I never even got to ride it so but either way, hopped on it and I was like, this kind of feels like something I've rode before. (laughs) (laughs) So. What does, uh, what does the JGR bike feel like compared to your old, you know, our, our, RCH bike? Uh, the engine is, they've, the engine is freaking awesome. Um, they did a really good job with that. Um, I did some stuff to fine tune it for myself, um, just some gearing and mapping stuff. Um, and otherwise, I've kept that, um, changed some chassis parts here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, suspension's been on and off a couple of times, so we've been just trying to find direction um, on what I'm looking for. Um, but with, I think for myself, it's not, I don't think it's a bad thing, but can be um i've been on a lot of different teams and have the luxury over the last two years to change my stuff a lot Mm -hmm. and kind of get what i was wanting so for me i'm maybe being a little nitpicky but i feel like i'm i'm doing it for a reason and that's to to make it pay off on race day Mm -hmm. so for me just we're just tweaking here and there to to find a little bit more direction of for me but Mm -hmm. it's just obviously switching from a steel frame to a suzuki i have to be which i am open-minded to that it's going to feel different so um but yeah i think we're at a good spot and we can improve but um yeah cool all right last question uh what are you going to be happy with on uh saturday in tampa uh results wise i don't really want to put a number on it to be honest with you Mm -hmm. um main goal is to focus on myself Mm -hmm. and enjoy it but i would say breaking the top 10 would be a win in my books so um with the intensity that's at the races now um i mean it's always been there but with me being away it's gonna maybe be a little bit of a shock Mm-hmm. um to a certain extent um and nowadays i mean it's it's improved every year everybody's getting fitter and and the bikes are getting better to a mm-hmm. certain extent so um 
the margin is closer and I want to be in the mix. That's the goal. The yeah. goal is to get some good starts and be in the mix. If I if I go backwards to a certain extent, no no stress, no foul for me. I just want to be in the mix and improve from there. Yeah. Hey, has it has anyone um, made arrangements to do anything with you at Tampa? Like, are, are you going to be in opening ceremonies or something? You know, like a big welcome back, or this is kind of low key. To be though. honest, to be honest, I doubt it. <laughs> 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 I mean. <laughs> It would be awesome, but at the same time, I doubt it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it would be cool. Uh, last time I reached Tampa, I got fifth, so it was a pretty good ride, actually, in 18 for me um, oh. there. So good memories, the only time I've raced there. So, um, yeah, looking forward to flying out on Thursday night or Friday morning, hitting press day and dusting the cobwebs off and – letting ride the wave of enjoying to be back i guess you should say on saturday yeah well right on buddy thanks for the time um i'm uh <laughs> i'm really excited to go to tampa you know I usually yeah no it'd like be these, awesome uh, don't like these uh cross-country flights and i think i'm doing a red eye because thursday we're doing the husky rockstar edition test at Glen helen so I'll be oh, doing okay. that Thursday and then getting on a red eye to come see you on Friday. So Nice. All right. I'll come find well, you under the uh, yellow tent. <laughs> All right. Look for that number Thanks, tomorrow. Don. All right, man. Thanks for All listening, right, guys. Ya. No worries. Bye. We put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet.